everyone, it's David James Young here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're doing well. Sorry this one came a little late. Uh, I was absolutely flat out on Friday and I wasn't able to get it up then, but uh, I'm here with you now and I'm very, very excited to share this episode with Mere Women. Uh, Mere Women are an excellent post-punk band uh, based out of Sydney. Uh, a couple of its members originally from uh, Wollongong, Thoralway, but uh, yeah, based in Sydney these days. I spoke to Amy Wilson and Flynn McHenry. Uh, uh, Flynn is the guitarist in the band, and Amy is their lead singer, uh, their lyricist, and the keyboard player as well. This was recorded back in September in the beer garden of Blackwire Records, where so many of the podcasts that you listen to on this feed have gone down. Uh, it was before a show where they supported the absolutely fantastic Creative Adult which was a really, really awesome show uh, with friends of the show Skin Prison opening that one up. It was a great, great set. Much love to the Creative Adult crew and much love to Blackwire, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I've been meaning to have me women on for a little while and was stoked that we could get them on and get it happening. Not much else happening. We're kind of wrapping up for the year. Got some cool shit coming uh, to wrap up the year. But uh, before we get to that... I just want to give a quick shout out to Spit the Dummy Records for helping to keep this podcast up and running. Spit the Dummy Records is a DIY label based out of Sydney, helping to bring dead formats to the masses. And if you would like to check out some of their releases, including from Jack R. Riley, Nothing Rhymes with David, Tree Houses, Raccoon City Police Department, and a stack more, you can head over to spitthedummyrecords.bigcartel.com or facebook.com slash wearespitthedummy. Also want to give a shout out to the patrons that are keeping this podcast possible. For as little as $1 a month, you can help keep this podcast up and running by being a supporter on Patreon. Uh, for more information, you can head over to patreon.com slash barbands. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash b-a-r-b-a-n-d-s. Uh, if you can't support financially, then there are plenty of other ways to get involved. Uh, maybe leave a review on iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, tell some friends about it. You can tag us uh, at BarbandsPod on Twitter, at B-A-R-B-A-N-D-S-P-O-D. We're also on Facebook. You can search All My Friends Are In Barbands. And the official website is allmyfriendsareinbarbands.com. So, linking to that, sharing it around, telling people about it if they if it comes up in uh, conversation, you know, just like, uh, what podcast should I be listening to? If you could throw my name in there, that would be absolutely unreal. It's always cool to see people that I'm not immediately friends with uh, checking out the podcast and, and leaving feedback and stuff like that. It's really, really appreciated. So uh, any way that you can get involved would be absolutely monumental. Uh, but yeah, once again, patreon.com slash barbands, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash B-A-R-B-A-N-D-S. All right, let's get into it. Let's have a chat with Amy and Flynn from Mere Women.
everyone, I'm David James Young, and all my friends are in bar bands. Today, I would like to introduce you to my friends, Mere Women. G'day. Hi. Introduce yourselves, friends. Hi, I'm Flynn. Uh, play guitar in Mere Women. I'm Amy. I sing and play keys. It is Tuesday night. We are here at Black Wire Records. We're about to uh, witness the excellence of a Mere Women live show with uh, the extra flavour of creative adult and skin presented is a very very cool lineup you guys excited yeah definitely very excited stoked to be playing on tuesday night we usually rehearse so it's like (laughs) might as well knock on out yeah why not why not in for a penny in for a pound as they say (laughs) and uh we were just talking uh off mic uh it's been a pretty busy time for you guys with a new single out and uh just uh doing a run of uh shows was it just the one show that you did for big sound or were you doing a few different showcases no we just did the one showcase um and that was at the zoo so it was like a pretty big venue in, you know we're in between series and I Heart Hiroshima and then DZ Death Races after that and like what a lineup <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was pretty that's wild bullshit. that's um, unreal and so that was that was fantastic we had a great time and then the day before we just did a last minute like kind of um, show at the foundry as well which was like afternoon kind of yeah, pretty nice. big sounding it was really cool uh, the single's been well received so everyone was pretty stoked on that fantastic uh, now Flint uh, I met you first out of uh, these two and uh, that was through another band that you play in which is You Beauty yeah I don't know Some for some reason I found You Beauty to be a little more approachable than the icy cold like super serious post-punk music <laughs> like don't get me wrong I fuck, I, I loved Mew Women but it, it took me years of seeing Mew Women to actually talk to anyone in the band <laughs> I was fucking terrified of you guys see that I could be lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like I might gravitate and yeah. slightly try and talk to the footy band <laughs> yeah no, that, that makes sense it me. makes sense because I smile in that band <laughs> <laughs> at the very least yeah, at the yeah. very least yeah. can you briefly kind of explain how You Beauty came about well I'm good mates with all those guys me and Will and Kino used to play in another band called Ohana. Yeah. About our first record came out ten years ago now. Yeah, yeah. So wow. like just the other week, it was actually its ten years anniversary. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. So I've been playing tunes with those guys since we were like young, you know, yeah, like totally. twenty or so. Um twenty nineteen actually. And Josh just or he's been he used to play in Hero Hero and I you know, always used to go to the same shows and stuff. Started jamming like with Josh, and then just that came out. I don't know how, but I played bass in that band, so obviously, yeah. I, you know, it's really different to me, women. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's. The, I don't know how that came out, but like Josh yeah. uses a couple of chorus pedals, and I play some fast downstroke bass. <laughs> I guess it. I guess that's what. That's what works. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. And uh, Amy, we met uh, at the Against Me show that you guys played. Oh last yeah, year. that was the night I finally mustered up the courage to talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'd long, long last. Yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah, we're not that scary. <laughs> I know, I know that now. Yeah. I know that now. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what I remember. A friend of ours saying, you know. They're just these really nice people playing goth music. They're actually not scary. <laughs> I'm fully aware that you guys are harmless now. But yeah. yeah. There was just a period there where I was just like, what do I do? What do I... It's, it's so funny. There's some bands that I'm, I can just easily talk to. Yeah. But there's some bands that, like, I, I interviewed um, Tom Lincoln recently from uh, yeah. Nation Blue Harmony, etc. And, like, I obviously have been play, watching him play for years, but I, I was too fucking scared to talk mm. to him just because I was just like, he's seen me get really fucking emotional in the front row of <laughs> Harmony shows. Like, he probably probably knows me more than he would like to <laughs> and it's kind of the same with me <laughs> no he is totally a, like a dude that you can talk to like, oh yeah he's just totally. like the nicest he's the guy yeah he's an like, absolute legend a new dad and yeah. you know uh, uh, 
be a great yeah, kid. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, fucking A. Guitars. He or she will be slaying guitars by the time they're two <laughs> yeah. or three years old. <laughs> fucking A. Um, but yeah, that was like one of the biggest shows you guys had done. Like, um, what was that like? Kind of. Yeah. Uh... Well, it was it was super fun. Mm. We just kind of took it in our stride. I think I think some people were a bit confused by us. Totally. Yeah. But that was okay. Mm. I kind of just owned that. And I think everyone did. The best part about it was just meeting against me and yeah, chatting sure. with them, hanging out in the stairwell, like smoking durries. <laughs> it was so nice, and they were such legends. They yeah. were, they were absolutely, yeah, beautiful people. Yeah, and actually, you know, really did enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah. Like you know, side of stage dancing and like you know, it was as soon so as we got nice. off, big hugs it, and it everything. It made me so happy. Yeah. I was, I was so excited when I saw Laura um, on Instagram posted a picture oh. of her with the record. Oh yeah, my yeah. god, I was just I like, yes, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. it was so so good. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I usually begin these by tracing back the initial interest in music, uh, kind of uh, specifically the point where it changed from being something that you were kind of consuming and were uh, like interested in to being something that you actually wanted to do. Uh, Amy, we'll start with you. Uh, tell us kind of about like your upbringing, how music kind of factored into it. Uh, I always played music. I, I'm i actually classically trained singing, so no I shit. studied at the Wollongong Conservatorium. Hey, represent. Studied performance at Wollongong Uni and all that kind of stuff. And I always recorded my own music. I started doing my own solo electronic stuff. And Flynn actually encouraged me to start playing live. Yeah, right. He was actually one of the main factors. And, and also, Will was really encouraging too, the singer from New Beauty. Yeah, sure. This is so many years ago. So I started playing live all by myself, released an EP with Hira Hira, played a whole bunch of shows, uh, and then got to a point where I just wanted to play with other people. Right. So I started jamming with Flynn. We were just a two-piece for a little while. Yeah. Added Cat. And then we kind of poached her from Bare Arms. Ah, yeah, which yeah. Which is my good friend Mitzi's band. So I felt really bad. Yeah, she's pissed <laughs> she was a little bit pissed, hey? They were broken up. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of. And I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I always wanted to play music. There wasn't really a point mm. of realisation. I'll, I'll probably always do it. Yeah, sure. You mentioned, like, uh, studying music and stuff like that and, like, being classically trained and stuff like that. Yeah. Where did the where did the interest in, I guess, the more alternative music kind of come from? Like, was that, like, through other students and or maybe, like, uh, a recommendation from uh, a, it's a probably friend or from, like It was probably started from my dad. So Really? Okay. Yeah, so my dad, like, my favourite record growing up was Homogenic by Björk. Wow! And so, like, cool I, dad. I was, obs- yeah. He had a re- he had a really good record collection. So that's, that's amazing. Where I really got into Bowie, um, Björk. I got heaps into In Excess. Was obsessed. Fucking a. Loved those reverb 80 80s drums, which you can hear if you listen back to my old electro kind of stuff. But I think for me, like the number one inspiration for me came from Björk and seeing someone do something so so different yeah yeah and yeah and use her voice in these amazing ways yeah which is one of the totally. main things that I strive to do yeah absolutely Flynn what about yourself I guess I gotta put it down to my parents as well there was constantly records you know going on in our house like you know old stuff like split ends and go twins and stuff yeah good shit and there's a picture of me playing the guitar that I play now oh, and I, I must have been picture. about six years old Oh uh, really? So, so you've only ever had that one guitar? Well, that was that was my dad's he guitar. He has many guitars. So, <laughs> I was going to yeah, say I've got too many guitars. But <laughs> I mainly only play that one. But yeah, that that was my old man's guitar. So 
music was always around me. He played guitar. You know, when when he met my mum, he was playing music in the Nowra pub or whatever for. You know, his payment was about three schooners and a and a meal or <laughs> wow. whatever. My mum was waitressing, so it's always been in our family. Started, you know, like in in high school, like just punk music, basically jamming with you know other people like Will from New Beauty and, yeah, sure. and stuff like that. Like we've been jamming for a long time. Yeah, and then just kind of found a different, you know, like it's just a progression on punk music. That every band that I've been in is kind of some form of punk. I've never really strayed too far from there, but yeah, I guess. Now that I'm a bit older, like I could do something a bit different, but yeah, it's yeah, it's been like in my life the whole time. Like it's not it's not really something that I just do on the weekends or whatever. Like it's yeah. it's always there. Yeah, and every every everyone that I know, all my friends, everyone that I'll talk to and say good day to on the street, there's something to do with music. Sure, one one time or another. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a really important thing. Yeah. Where did you guys grow up? Like, were you in similar sort of areas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were both actually in Wollongong. So right. we, we grew up in Thrill. Thrill represent. Thrill yeah. and Ostermere. I've been in Sydney about eight eight years or so. I think Amy, what, ten? Ten. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wanted to get out as soon as I could. But it is beautiful down there. But there's yeah. something about it that's super sad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. It's like the... I don't know. There's something about the smell of the air down there it just makes me feel I don't bad. know we were just down there like you know you're from the gong as well like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like it's just I love it down there I, I I couldn't really live down there again because you can't do this on a Tuesday night well yeah. although it's getting it's getting so much better yeah like the you know the dudes from yours and ours have done so much for the gong since for there was sure, a massive sure. massive gap since the Oxford started you know stopped yeah doing shows, totally but, totally but we, yeah, like growing up, like we grew up in the Gong. I used to go to a show, two or three or four shows at the Oxford every week. Mm. Oh yeah, and they were totally. free. Yeah, you know, like mm. and Some great stuff was coming through. Yeah. And yeah, like it was really supportive. And if the Oxford wasn't there, then I'm, I don't know if I'd be still doing stuff. Yeah, like, because that was our like you know I strive for. I want to play at the Oxford one day. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. And now, like, yeah. You know, we're talking about the against me support. Like that's that's you know I've, yeah. I've done a fair bit now, but I remember yeah. that feeling of thinking. I've made Man, it. I You've really made want it. to play at the Oxford, and then we made it. Fucking yeah. A. <laughs> <laughs> I think we played with Snowman and Batrider as oh, well, that, and that was oh, the that, best. Oh, wow. That was the best show. Yeah. That is a fucking incredible yeah, lineup. Maybe that that's wasn't so that show, but we definitely that. No, that, I think it was. That was one of my favourite. Oh, that's so yeah. good. Uh, so, Amy, had you started performing live uh, by the time you had moved, or were you like performing like in Wollongong? Yeah, yeah. No, I started performing when I was in Wollongong just before I moved up to Sydney. So I played. It was really. I actually played at a friend's birthday party. Yeah, right. It was my first ever show. I was super nervous and super drunk, and it went really well. And then Ohana were actually playing the next day. No shit. And Will was like, "Oh, why don't you just like come and play and open the show?" And so we played at the Thrill Neighborhood Centre. Wow. And it was really awkward though because my ex-boyfriend was doing sound. And he was always like, he, I don't know, he wasn't Ruh-roh. very, he wasn't a very encouraging guy. And um, and then afterwards, after no, I, not at all, no, not and, at all. And then after <laughs> I played, I I said to him like, you know, oh, what'd you think? Just I knew I knew what he would say. Here we go. And he was like, oh, it's not my thing, hey. <laughs> Ice cold. Yeah. But, you know... You can cut that now. <laughs> like, you know, but, like, second show. Yeah. Like, like, like oh, it's not kid, really nice. Yeah. yeah. Just be Fuck nice. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> so rude. 
the rudeness of it all. Oh, dearie me. Yeah. yeah. You can cop that now. Like, you get, you get turned back. I copped quiet. it. I laughed. Like, I really, like, I knew, I only asked because I knew. Yeah. Like, I knew. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> then I moved to Sydney. Yeah, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Flynn, when was the first time that you played live? Um, it would have been in Thoreau, uh-huh. uh, like, you know, when band comps were oh, a thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. God. So, and the church. Yeah, there was a church Wolf. there that used to do uh, band comps. And, yeah, no, we didn't win, but we won the next year. But that was actually the band before Ohana called Double or Nothing. And it was like okay. a fucking <laughs> punk. It was just like a, you know, punk band, like pretty fast. I'm pretty sure I'd, you know, like used to do punk jumps and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that song called Teenage Hero, which I found mind. a recording for. Yeah, Teenage Hero, yeah. Yeah, what are you laughing I, I about? I won't sing it, I won't sing it. It's a classic, what are you talking about? Yeah, what are you laughing about? I'm singing it in my head, I'm singing it. No, I think that was the first time we played, played in that band for a, a year or two or whatever. And yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, like just band comps, they were a thing back then, and just oh, like, you know when you would win what would you win like a Yamaha wooden bass or something and you're like great I don't even play bass and I guess the bass player gets it and you know you don't even get any money it's always some like hundred dollar bass Flynn <laughs> just got flipped off by his bass player turned up at the right time hello <laughs> So we'll quickly uh, uh, talk about kind of the stuff that was going on uh, before Mere Women started. Uh, so we, uh, Amy, were you just doing the solo stuff before Mere Women? Yeah. 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 So how did that kind of develop? I don't know. I just sort of, I did it for a fair few years and then I got really frustrated with it, to be honest, because I feel like music's changed a lot. Okay. But when I first yeah. started playing music, it was fucking dudes. It was all dudes, 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 dudes. And mm-hmm. if you were a girl, and especially if you're a solo artist, which still happens to solo artists of any yeah. gender, yeah. you get always put first. It doesn't matter how hard... It doesn't matter how hard you've worked. And it, but, but that's fair, because that's kind of the run of a show and that's yeah, the way it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, the strategic place. Exactly, and, and it's yeah. fine, but it's really... it's. I think it's really hard to progress totally. as a solo artist. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that was why I decided that I wanted to start and, and I was bored of doing the same thing using the same instruments like so it was it was really nice and singing in the same way like it was it was good to shake it up and yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. work with like, other people what's that cover that we did when we first it's a Belinda Carlo we didn't do a cover <laughs> did we <laughs> no yeah we did for that like art that uh oh I used, I used to like work with this artist run initiative called Bake Sale for Art Okay. And we used to run these um, monthly nights, which we called Monthly Friend, and they were all like mixed art, so all different kinds of. They were performance, so all different kinds of performance. And that was actually Mere Women's first show. Well, it was wow. just the it two wasn't, of us. It wasn't Mere Women. And we yet, weren't called Mere Women, we were called something else. I can't remember. I think it was Mountain Woman. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> I really wanted to have the name Woman in the title. Yeah. And no, I. Was it? I have a feeling it was Belinda Carlisle. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we played two songs, and one of them was uh, probably that Sun Rising song. Oh, it probably the, was, hey. And then maybe Belinda Carlo. Really? What are we talking, like Summer Rain? or? Fuck. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> are you We've really sure? got to. 
Remember that cover? I don't know. Anyway, this is not good interview talk. <laughs> oh. Now I just we'll can't find get... out. We'll find out. Now I'm just getting the idea of summer rain in the style of new women in my head, yeah. and it's really exciting. I'm just like, this needs to happen. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so Flint, tell us about Ohana because um, that's kind of a that's a band that kind of precedes your name, like, uh, and you know, everyone that was associated with it, like. Uh, as soon as, like, finding out about You Beauty, I found out about Ohana and all the other bands that were associated and stuff like that, and that seems to be one. We had Drew and Mike uh, from Totally Unicorn, and they were particularly uh, reverential about the band. Um, yeah. Well, it was, tell us about that, that kind of time in your life. Yeah, we were a band for probably five or six years, and yeah, yeah we started when I was about... I gotta say about 19 and we started as like a real average rock band motor race like <laughs> listening to motor race food fighters whatever some nothing shit. wrong with that trying to find something from punk there's this weird leap that you that I found I went through anyway going from punk music to something real quite fast and thrashy and then wanting something else but still wanting some guitar in there and there's this weird leap that you it's a real awkward it's like being a you know a teenager for the first time or something like yeah. it's super awkward time like you listen to motor race and you listen to anything that's like motor race and it was also it was also early 2000s i guess not early 2000s mid 2000s uh-huh. so there was some so there's some weird stuff there yeah anyway it started off as an average rock band but then we found our feet and like kind of you know found bands like you know at the drive-in and like all sorts of bands like that that were going for so long that we didn't even know about. We went for, a f- for yeah, as I said, six years, mainly playing in, like, warehouses and stuff. Like, mm. it wasn't really like it is now. Um, in Sydney, there was a lot, you know, I'm speaking like I'm 45 years old, but <laughs> it's... Back in the old day. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Like, you yeah, know, there was a was massive different. warehouse scene, and, like, we played them all. And, like, I think that's why people thought we were some sort of important band, because we just played those kind of shows that you know no one knew about until the day or whatever and yeah, like, yeah, or yeah. maybe the week before and not that many were advertised and we found our feet on our last record and then broke up about two months later <laughs> but um <laughs> we did a national tour as well like that was the only time i've been to perth and to tasmania and stuff like that so we definitely you know there was definitely like a full stop on that band which was good. yeah so but yeah they were they were yeah. my best mates and like after that like yeah the boys moved to melbourne two of them yeah. I stayed in the gong for a little while after and, yeah, started me women about two years later, I think. Right. What was kind of the catalyst for that? How did you two kind of come across one another? Was that just through shows and seeing one another? Oh, around? Um We went to school together. Yeah, right. So... Not in the same year or anything like that. Ohana. Oh, I thought you meant me and Flynn. No. <laughs> we'll move on to that. <laughs> that'll, be part, that'll be the next part. <laughs> All right. You've shut. had your... No, 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 your... no, no. <laughs> No, no. Um, yeah, we were just, we were just, we all went to school together. We were, yeah. we were good mates, all best mates by the end. You know, yeah. Like, and we all lived in Austi, in Ostermere. Yeah. So it was pretty easy to just like lug our stuff down the hill. The typical like school band, but yeah. like just went for probably too long after that. <laughs> <laughs> and you were in the same school, Amy, as well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> in case you're interested. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just to tie it together she's a, neatly. She's a front woman. You yeah. better remember. <laughs> <laughs> no. So rude. I met Robert, the bass player in Ohana, first, and we were mates. And then years later, I sort of started hanging out with Flynn and yeah. then met Will and Kino and the other guys from Ohana. 
Tell us about uh, kind of uh, the start of Mere Women and uh, kind of the shows that you were... Was it similar sort of shows to what you guys had done previously? Like you said, you know, kind of like opening up bills and, you know, warehouses and stuff like that. Or did, yeah. did things kind of uh, change from that point? Were you starting to play different places and things like that? Um, at first, no. Like, yeah. we, were, we were definitely still on that warehouse. Mm. Uh, kind of, you know, Dirty Shillows was still pumping about. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like Maggotville and stuff had closed down. But RIP, like we were, yeah. We were playing Dirty Sherlow's, you know, like a bunch of those places around <clears> there that like kind of, you know, like the pits, the old pits. pits. Oh, sure. Wait, yeah, did we wow. play the old pits? We... No. That was Ohana. I played We the played the pit. Listed Brow Warehouse down Yeah, there. stuff like, like that. Like, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely yeah, like yeah, a yeah, warehouse yeah. vibe. And then, you know, like things like Blackwire pop up and they're home to all sorts of bands that, you know, start out. We didn't really... Like we played, you know, across the road, Jura Books, I think was our oh, first yeah. show, actually. Jura Books was our yeah. first show. Yeah. Jura Books was our first show as, as three of us. Yeah. And that was great. That was with Dead China Doll, I remember that. Yeah, that was fun. It's a fucking unreal fucking band. I haven't yeah, they're great. Yeah. yeah, they're still... They're still around. A thing every now and again. Yeah, yeah, they just kind of pop up. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, similar vibes. Like, you know, we haven't, like, moved that much from where, from where we started. But, like... You know, we're just at the other end of the bill, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess there there has been a kind of a significant shift. Like, you know, you've gotten to play, you know, much bigger places than you were used to. And, you know, we're just talking about it against oh, me. And, you know, absolutely. like, uh, yeah. I, I remember seeing guys with Pivot and Collarbones ages yeah. and ages ago. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty early on as well. No, we've definitely played all the venues in Sydney that I've kind of wanted to play. Yeah. Um, Except for the end line. I played there more in some awkward, weird state of origin show with you, Beauty, and it was the worst thing. <laughs> I heard time. about that. Everyone was just sitting there. down, just like, ah, oh, it was a good idea in theory, um, but yeah, it just didn't come off. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> uh, me and women have played like to you know five people and to a couple of thousand of people. Like it's it's one of those bands that like now now people will come to our shows, but like you know, as every band when they start out, like it takes a little time sometimes yeah I mean going back to the big sound thing you know that's primarily a lot of like young and up and coming bands like I can imagine that would have been weird to you know kind of be a band of like people in your 30s you know yeah. kind of going through hey. like six... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there was, are people she... in, in this band in their 30s yeah there, there are people in I'm this band I'm not technically in their 30s, incorrect <laughs> <laughs> She just got carted over there. I did. I just got fucking carted across the street just so everyone knows <laughs> no but yeah 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 yeah, I was, I was just saying, you know, like, you know, is it weird to kind of be seen as like, oh, you know, there's this band with this cool new stuff out, and you know, like... It is kind of, weird. Yeah, like, and being like, you know, we've kind of been it's, doing this for a while. Yeah, it's totally. Super, yeah. It's no, it is. Weird. Yeah. But it's, there's, there's other bands out there that have been doing it for just as long or longer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. like, you but know... You don't, uh, people don't know how long they've been doing it for. No, because you're just on the radar from some bullshit like you know yeah. someone might have got a song on triple j or something and then all of a sudden they're a brand new band but they've yeah. been t- together for 10 years or yeah. something but it is kind of strange like going to things like that where everyone's so excited about you know new bands and they think that they've heard your name around a fair bit so like you know they're like oh, i'll see them next time or something but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like everyone whatever the flavor of the month is and yeah. there, was a, there was a few of them up there that's for sure Absolutely. yeah yeah <laughs> we uh, uh before uh we were talking about a weekender which i just came from and uh, uh we also mentioned uh, you guys have played that a few times uh what was that experience like like uh working with with poison city like uh, uh, uh that's kind of a uh i guess 
there there's an association of like that's a poison mm. city band you know they they for a long time they were associated with a very very specific sound and then you guys turn up and <clears> it's completely different to yeah. you know your Smith Streets and your Luca Brasis etc like uh, how did how did that kind of relationship come well, about Tom from Harmony I think pricked Andy's ears to Fucking us legend yeah. He put in a good word. Yeah, I don't know if we, I don't know if we mentioned to him that we were well, looking for someone. I, I, I was I throwing out like our demos at the start, and then like yeah. he just he loved it, but obviously he wasn't sure because what from what you said, we're very yeah, left yeah, side yeah. of something that Poison City would release. But if mm. you actually look at it, you know, take a step back and look at some of the bands that he's released, like Harmony. Like yeah. DP, like Infinite Void. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like it starts to make a little bit more sense. Putting out the screen feeder issues as well. Yeah, 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 stuff like that. Like it definitely makes sense. Then he's got, you know, he's got his money makers. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. <laughs> Let's call it's them that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's definitely kind of expanded out. And, you yeah. know, like I think you guys are a big part of that. But yeah. I, think, I think that they have made a conscious effort yeah. to diversify. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really cool. Yeah, well, like he, Andy, we, we mainly just work with Andy, but like. Mm. Um, and Sarah. Yeah, well, Sarah yeah. that works, yeah, there. But Thomas got a little love for you, like. Oh, yeah, oh, she's sweet. Um, but yeah, she like refuses the, to to play after cats. Yeah, I know. She's just like, no, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll never happen. play on the same building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a, that's an example of like someone that's just like shots up so quickly, Camp Coat. Like, oh yeah, totally. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. It's fantastic. Like he, he just. You know, he, he signs what he likes, and like some of the bands that he likes go on to massive success. Yeah. Likes Mystery Band, and I'm sure Camp Cope will, and Luke yeah, Raziar, sure, sure, and stuff sure. like that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you know, we're just, you know, baby steps. <laughs> Let's call it that. <laughs> but you've definitely been a part of some really, really mixed bills. Like, I, I, I think it, there's a lot to be said about, you know, the fact that you have played with so many different bands. Like, is that something that's important to you guys? The fact that, you know, there have been so many different styles of music that you guys have kind of blended in with, not just, you know, Pivot and Collarbones and Against Me and Joyce Manor, but, you know, bands like Making as well. Yeah, know? totally. No, yeah. that's that's 100% important to us. Like, Whenever we're thinking about a bill, you know, I'll always... I, I can't do bands that sound like us or, you know, like, everyone's the same and then there's us or whatever. It has yeah, to be yeah. It has to be really mixed because, I don't know, is it that enjoyable watching all the same bands? Yeah. Like, you know, and it's just the same playing those bills. Like, yeah. you, you really want to... And that, that comes from, as we said at the start of the interview, like, all the different, you know, areas we've come from, like, yeah. electronic to punk. Yeah. You know, like solo through to hardcore. And we all hardcore. have super diverse tastes as well. Totally, yeah. totally, yeah. Like you, you talk to Cat about the stuff that she's super pas- passionate about, and it's like thrash. Mm. You know, like, and it's, you know, we've all got completely different tastes. So hopefully, some of that is seen on some of the bills that we say yes to, and some of the bills that we put on. Yeah. So yeah. this year, uh, you expanded out to a four piece, uh, which is, uh, you know, obviously very exciting in the development mm. of the band. How did that kind of come about? Flynn had been saying for like maybe two years or three years that he wanted a bass player. Uh huh. And then I was like, no, it's going to be another person <laughs> that I have to argue with. And I'm like, it's just going to make everything really fucking hard. Well, I kind of like, you know, a lot on that record, like the, our last record, like I played a little bit of bass on it and some of it just really worked like mm. and I've always had these ideas of just being lazy and wanting to sit back a little bit like mm. you know or just play high stuff because sometimes yeah. when I'm playing high stuff and Amy like automatically goes to a higher note mm. it really is quite empty like, yeah. it was anyway like we kind of kind of figured out 
we can fill it with different notes and stuff but there was definitely room for a bass player and Trish is absolutely perfect for that role she was basically picked for being a legend, mostly. <laughs> Lucky I turned up, hey. Who knows how this interview would have gone? <laughs> Alright, is she gone? Oh, <laughs> <let's go>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's definitely room there, and like it's allowed, like some, for this new stuff, like it's allowed, especially me, to just, like, you know, not be held for leather, like just, yeah, sure. you know, ease mm. in, you know, give a little bit more room. And you know, it also complements the drums a lot because yeah, Cat, yeah. Cat plays really melodic drums. Mm, and, yeah, totally. And Trish sits in there perfectly with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. In the pocket, in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. Do you, do you feel like the live show itself has developed? Like as you guys have uh, toured and, and and played more with with, with different bands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, totally. Um, we, I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like about w- was that a was that a problem? Did you used to give too much of a fuck? I guess I did. I did. Yeah? Compa- I didn't think I did, but now looking back on it, I'm like, wow, I really gave too much of a fuck. Like, mm. I don't. Nothing phases me. Well, you and have a keyboard changes. as well in front of you, so it's a little bit harder to move around. But now you've definitely like just yeah, you really don't give a fuck. So it's good. Like you know, I think. It's not. It's not so much of a, like a thrash about kind of band. It's more of like there's an intensity about it. Yeah, totally. And like, you know, it's, I guess it's like just in our stances. But and you get eyes. more. Com- <laughs> you get more confident. The more that you do things, you get more confident. Yeah. You get more practice. It's like how many hours does it take to become a whatever? Ten thousand hours. Ten thousand yeah, hours yeah. from yeah. a magician. <laughs> Halfway. Yeah. <laughs> Almost there. Almost there. <laughs> no, totally. Like it, it, we've we. You know, we love playing live, so hopefully that comes off. It definitely does. Yeah, I always do love, love watching it. you guys. I'm very excited to do it again tonight. Yeah, great. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so we'll wrap it up here, but before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests, and now, me women, it's your turn. I want to know about the best and worst shows that you have ever Ooh. played. Ever? Played. Played. Uh, you can answer on an individual basis, or you can go in collectively. Mm. Feel free to start on either or. Floor is yours. Oh, the worst show I ever played was in. Are we talking about Me Women or Ever? Yeah, Ever. Oh, oh, ever. Right. Was in. Yeah, you can yeah. you can pick oh. any project you've been a part of, anything. Oh, yeah. I've got a good one. Uh, the oh, worst one. The worst one for me was Ohana when we played at like Minto PCYC. <laughs> Jesus and, shit! Like on the I basketball court. No, you weren't. Oh, I wasn't. And <laughs> 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 you definitely weren't because it was the other metal metalcore band that we were playing with. And that was it. Yikes. It was just them, and they were just sitting there. Oh, there was they so were a three-piece as well, and they were sitting on either side of the basketball court, and we were just playing to an empty basketball court. And someone booed us as well. And it was only three <laughs> people there, so it must have been one of them. <laughs> that was the worst. So you can go with your worst. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was horrendous. It makes you really just think, what the hell am I doing this for? <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't need to go through this. And everyone feels that at some point. And they're like, am I, should I be doing this? Should I be doing this? If everyone's just like... <laughs> hates it but you know there's always people out there that like your music yeah. so your worst Amy? my worst is I drove all the way to Newcastle I was by myself maybe uh-huh. no I think I think I was playing a show with Ohana in okay. Newcastle yep yep drove all the way up there from Marrickville stuck in the worst traffic running super late super stressed to the Croatian club and then oh my god <laughs> I remember this and then unpacked the car and I was like, oh, fuck, I haven't brought my keyboard. <laughs> the only thing you brought. My only instrument. <laughs> oh, my God. And so 
I ended up borrowing a random keyboard from no, someone. it was Chris's keyboard Chris. from Alps. Oh, Chris from Alps, yeah. yeah. It's Chris from Alps. I borrowed his Casio. So I and Marcus did lent some did stuff or whatever do? as well. He was playing as well. Marcus was playing too. Yeah. A sizzle lock. I didn't borrow anything from him. All I had was this tiny little keyboard, and I like reimagined my songs on the spot. Wow! And just did it, and it was fucking nerve wracking, and I still have nightmares about it. Jesus I reckon it's sweet. I reckon, it's good. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon the best show that I ever played, hands down. Yeah. Like we've played some absolute crackers where I've just been like, God damn, that was fun. Yeah. But. Playing at Camp Aloham. Oh, that's mine where, too. When we in New Zealand. In yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. yeah, we we played like main stage, eleven PM, in outdoors, looking up at like this amazing, amazing scenery of like, you know, mountains. And, and this is in New Zealand, in case people don't know, near Wellington. Yeah, we that. Oh you already said it. Yeah. But um yeah, near Wellington. It's in the middle near of nowhere. Wellington, yeah. And it's like um incredible. It was such an incredible time and like we because we played it at like eleven PM. It's a festival, but no one else is playing at that at that time specifically. Yeah, sure. So we played to the, whoever wanted to see music <laughs> was there. Yeah. So it was like you know maybe a couple of thousand people. I don't know. Holy but like, shit! It was crazy. Yeah. And who knows if we even played that well? Like I think we played okay, but like it wasn't about that. It was like being it's up the there. The vibe. Yeah. And it was like it was absolutely incredible. That's so great, Amy. Same. Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite it's, show. It's unbeatable. Definitely. We'll, we will hopefully will be it. <laughs> but there's been you some get amazing back to New Zealand. ones like, you know, yeah, you can't just do. like, we really do. you know, places like Blackwire where people are singing your songs. That's like... Yeah, I don't know if that was my most fun show though, that New Zealand show. It's definitely the most memorable. Most memorable, but you do have shows like, you know, that we've played where people are like singing your songs right in your face. Like you do to most, you know, Sorry. a lot of bands. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> no, it's, but like you know, yeah. when you get like maybe ten of those, ten, ten of you doing that, and it's like, man, that's like it's unbeatable. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad I can be a part of it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so the new single is called Drive. Uh, you can uh, pick that up or uh, uh, all over the goddamn internet. There's also a video out for it. Uh, there was also the uh, split seven inch with Gold Class, which is out in the universe. Uh, is there going to be a new record at any point? Is Drive going to be on this new record? Yeah, yeah, Drive will be on the record. That's kind of the first. Numb might be on it. I don't know. We don't know really. But we're going to record at the end of the year or maybe latest January. So we've. I think we got wrote it out the other day. We've got twelve songs. So perfect. We'll we'll nail them down and we'll be out in early next year yeah excellent looking forward to it Amy Flynn thank you so much for your time thank you I'm David Jane Jung and all my friends This has been a David James Young Writes production. For more information, visit davidjamesyoung.com.